Merkel Media. That's Trudeau right there. Oh, it's like it's the army of Yuval Harari bots behind him. Ah, ah. Oh man, it's the NWO. They're taking over. Whip them out. Whip them out. Brat. 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 What is up, y'all? This is Kill the Mockingbirds with Sean Chris and Joel Thomas. Emergency report choking on toxic air right now in Michigan, Ohio. Be aware. Brat. <laughs> you know how we do it. That's what's going on. And you can check us out at KillTheMockingbirds.com. Get the podcast there, man. Besides going to a Podcast 2.0 app, you can go directly to KillTheMockingbirds.com. Hit on the podcast portion of ours, and you can see every new episode. Yeah, and I know you guys probably already heard the message that we dropped last Friday, but I'm going to reiterate it. We have a big conference coming up in October with... Cryptids of the Corn, Uncomfortable Podcast, Appalachian Intelligence, and Hollow Sky, the 40 and Airwaves Ultimate Podcast Conference, full weekend, October 6th through October 8th. Tons of stuff going on there. It's a three-day event, $50 a ticket, but it's all day for two days, and then an early morning breakfast with us on Sunday. Everything's included except for food on most of the days and alcohol, and you're going to have to get your lodgings too. But all the info's in there. Go check it out if you need more more in-depth description on what's going on. Go back to our Friday drop that we put out. We look forward to seeing all you guys there if possible. Um, Also, you know how we like to do, read a nice little five-star review to start it out. We've got Tobinator, 0311. Buckle up. These two guys bring the heat every episode. There's a lot of strange and crazy things happening in the world, but understanding them will help you alleviate your fears. Buckle up. It's time to take a ride with the bird killers. You're right. It's time to take a ride with us, baby. And we love what you guys have been doing with these five-star reviews. It has really pushed us up in the algorithm. Please go to Spotify. Please go to Apple Podcasts right now. Give us a five-star review. Write what you think about our episode on Spotify or just engage with one of the cool polls that we have. Also, 
on Apple, leave us a cool review with the five stars. We love to read them here. We're always going to read them when they're five stars. And don't forget to check out our music, Joel Thomas, Sean Chris, on all music streaming platforms. Without further ado, welcome to the fucking show. Yeah, we got to start off real quick with what's going on, especially because it's like in our neck of the woods, man. I don't know. Anybody that's in the Midwest region is probably smelling like burnt plastic, chloric, <laughs> like chloride, pool like like a old burning pool it, it's pretty bad like i don't know how bad it is for you for us today's not as bad as yesterday the day before but uh it's pretty bad man that air like uh, the first day on tuesday was kind of like man look like moisture and everybody's kind of like man it's kind of weird so obviously the official story is telling us that basically it's the canadian fires and they're gonna come out and uh like it's okay. It's when like the fires hit the UV lights and it causes a sulfur type of smell. That's what they uh, talked about. Well, I pulled an article and it was called bad air quality in Michigan has raised pollution, climate change awareness. Right. Cause I think this is going to be a theme in this show. There's gonna be a lot of like, so I think we're hearing a lot of this climate change again. Like we said, I, at least a year ago, we talked about this would be the next phase. And uh, what I highlighted from this article was the purple and maroon zones. And what it reminded me of, and the reason I brought it up, is it brings me back to 9-11 and remember the terror codes where it's like, hey, we're at red, bro. Like, And I think that this is coming back into the psyche, even though they've had stuff like this for a while. But the, you didn't see it on the news. Now it's everywhere on TikTok, everywhere on the Weather Channel, everywhere on every local media and, and the air is bad, man. Like, we've seen people on TikTok come out and um, put out, like, those little, I don't know what they're called. I don't know if you know what they're called, Joel, where they kind of, like, uh, measure, like, the pollution levels or air quality. The air quality index that they do. Uh, yeah, it's the Environmental Protection Agency's air quality index. And what's really crazy about that whole thing, you were talking about the different levels, and they were talking about... Once you get over 100, it's supposed to be unhealthy for people who could be at risk, right? It, it kind of sounds a lot like COVID, except it's climate change. Because it's like, hey, over this, it's like for people at risk, you know, over 60, under a certain age. Um, but then they start saying once you get to 151 to 200, it's the red zone. So red zone you would think would be the worst right you know red means stop <laughs> but it's actually not you were just saying it you got a purple zone which is over 201 and then over 301 is the maroon zone um so it indicates an emergency con so we're talking about like a def con for climate change is what this includes and they're basically saying that they're trying to change your psyche like you just said into thinking that Fresh air is not good air because, you know, what, we, what have we always been told since you we were younger? Like your mom would be like, hey, go outside and get some fresh air. Uh, even physicians and scientists will tell you, you know, that back in the day that, hey, you go outside and get some fresh air. Well, that's starting to change now. They're, they're moving into it saying that, well, we need clean air before you can go get fresh air. And you're right. The, the air is not good. But I don't think it's stemming from what they say that it's stemming from either. I think it's something else that they're putting into the air. This could be, and I thought about this, it's just like a thought that popped in my head. So we talk about chemtrails, which we know exist. And it's really coming out in the open, these chemtrails 
uh, cloud seeding, all of that actually exists. What if what they're putting in the air is actually in conjunction with the fire or whatever is let off from the fires in conjunction with that sparks whatever this is turning into and it becomes bad quality air mixed together and then it turns into this hey we got climate lockdowns you need to wear your mask they're already saying in certain parts of the united states that you need to wear a mask outside to protect yourself from the climate yeah, they, they're literally saying that like they've been talking about on the news and these articles. One thing I will find uh, interesting about this whole situation is that beforehand, there was like a lot of weird smelling coming from Indiana, from the gas. You know what I mean? Like they had like some kind of gas leak. The Michigan City Fire Department in instantly posted about the smell at 5.06 p.m. And this was, I believe, Monday. Residents might notice a heavy smell of gas odor due to a natural gas leak in Porter County. In an update around five hours later, the fire department said the leak had yet to be resolved. Police in nearby Charleston said fire and police department in Lake Porter and La Porter uh, counties had then been alerted a present of sulfur-like odor spreading across northwest Indiana. So this was before... That we got it. So either a, I mean, I right now I'm speculating. Obviously, right? This is like going off of no evidence, just very little. But I'm thinking a, they really want to drive us into the climate change. Remember, I texted you and Juan, and I was like, "Hey, man, climate change is gonna be the next pandemic." They said cyber, but they're switching it up, man. I think it's gonna end. What they're doing, I think, is being like, "Look at all the the forest is burning." because like climate change and look at how it's affecting the air. But I think they're really doing other tests of chemical weapons and like we're receiving it or there's something in that air that they want us to go, whether you think of it good or bad. I've heard people, it's like <laughs> some of my friends have uh, come up with like, oh, maybe it's like alien repellent. Like, <laughs> like it protects you from it. I, I don't know, man. Like some kind of like, you know, sometimes, or is it what they were trying to shoot at the sun when uh, Gates wanted to block out the sun to, to, affect climate change i think there's a lot on the table and uh what i want to play is uh i have a clip from this girl on tiktok her name's uh a truth for you too um she says a lot in here but i liked where she covered because it co covers the same span that we see where there's these exercises going on around this exercises or performances going on at the same time when something tragic or serious is happening so i got an interesting warning earlier from tiktok about the videos that I've been posting about the wildfires and the smoke in the air. So let's run through this. So first, Canada is up in flames and it's the whole damn country, which in itself is completely suspicious. However, the only areas affected are Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, moving on down. Kinda odd in general how they're funneling right through one part. Okay, whatever. So then they tell you that the general public is safe and they're unlikely to be affected. However, once you start Googling what could possibly happen, um, you realize there's increased risk of heart attack and stroke, lung disease, cancer, and could potentially leave you a little vulnerable to COVID-19 since that is still a thing. I mean, okay, whatever, let's proceed. They ask you to help the reduce of pollution. How do you do that? by reducing and eliminating activities that contribute to air pollution, such as outdoor burning, reduce vehicle trips and vehicle idling as much as possible. They were asking you to carpool or bike to work, 
They asked you to not fuel your vehicles. However, their manufacturing companies and their truckers were still going on. Also the planes and not just regular plane flights, but the National Guard, Air Force, and a few uh, civilians, 1,700 aircraft in total. They all decided to get together on this specific day when these things are going on to commemorate the 100 years of aerial refueling excellence. You can't make it up. So TikTok, my question is, is how are you gonna remove my video for dangerous activities? Tell me I could be harming people by warning them about what they could be inhaling. So to me right there, the exercise, like they're having the Air Force civilians, a hundred years of air refueling around the whole state of Michigan. And we have this weird climate in just pretty much the Midwest. The fires are already two to three weeks old by now, right? When the initial big fire stories were coming out, that was at the beginning of June. And then I am from California we have wildfire season and we've played football where ash is falling on us. You know what I mean? We've had ash on our cars when we woke up. I've never smelled personally any kind of fire that smelled like this. The one day it smelled like plastic, one day it smelled like chlorine, and one day it smelled like, you know what I mean? It just had this weird chemically smell the t constant time. I, it didn't smell anything like a normal fire that I've ever smelled. Yeah, no, I, I like that idea of, this exercise and whatever they're putting up there. Also, I'm going to throw a loop for you right here. I'm going to get a little weird. Talking about sulfur smells, man. Well, that sounds an awful lot like something occultic. We're talking about another realm. We're talking about demonic realms, man. I can tell you right now, in my personal life, anytime I've had contact with certain entities or whatever, there tends to be some sort of like sulfuric smell along with it. So my thing is, what were they actually doing up there? What were they trying to crack into? Did they crack into something? Did they open something up? And what is coming out of it? Because it could be a combination of the two. You've got the chemicals going on. Maybe the chemicals are involved in helping push this along as well. But that sulfur smell, man, that's what like really like set off the alarm in my head about something occultic going on or paranormal because that just seems super weird. And I agree with you, man. Fires don't smell like that, man. I used to live in the mountains of Georgia, and there would be some wildfires up there. We, I know what they smell like. I know what I know what fire smells like. It doesn't smell like this. What's going on? And she was right. It's funneled down in one area. What's really funny? When I was reading about the wildfires, they were saying that a lot of this wildfire uh, smell was actually all like going all the way to Europe. And I'm like, bro, like that doesn't even make any sense either. So it's like whatever they're putting in the air or whatever they're opening up, they're doing in multiple places and they're blaming it on this Canadian fire. And I think that not only are they setting up this climate lockdown, these, these climate pandemics, but I think it's also masking whatever they're trying to do with the occult. I think there's something else going on here that's deeper than even just the normal climate lockdowns that are coming. I couldn't agree more, man. I think that there's either or, right? Like, and there could be mixed, like occultic mixed, because it's kind of seemed weird around like planes just flying in a circle. That seems a little bit ritualistic, right? Like, something's going on there and why is it in this area and it's staying but they just pretty much are on this whole blame canada tip and now every american's online just it says dear canada 
you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got all these fires. I mean, it sucks because they got some great Canadians, man. There's some great people from Canada, but I mean, I really don't like that Trudeau right now. And they're like the last I'll say about the the good old Canucks. Uh, they got their uh, um, these fires brought to you by a message from the government of Canada. <laughs> Yo, check this though, Sean. They're even they're even telling like in Michigan, they're saying not to light off fireworks. They're starting to put that under this climate lockdown, climate change. So it's like they're they're slowly but surely trying to erase history again, man. This is where we're going with it. You know, it's all this this schwabanisms that are coming down the pipe. It really is. And literally down the pipe, like she said, they're funneling it in one area. So this isn't from the wildfires, guys. Whatever they're doing, they're masking it under that. And they're saying that it's climate change and all this stupidity. And at this point, man, if anybody's believing these people anymore, man, you just deserve what you're getting. Like, there's no way possible you can sit there and be like, yep, yep, I totally believe them. But there's people that do. Yeah, you're definitely right. And by the time you hear this, 4th of July will have already passed. But let me just guarantee, uh, uh, reassure you, make you feel nice. I'm going to be drunk as hell. I'm going to be blowing up things, and I'm going to have a lot of barbecues. So, miracle all day, man. I'm not going to, uh, <laughs> their climate little thing is not stopping or raining my parade. Now, it might rain, so I'll still be lighting stuff off, though. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the Schwabenism. I like that word. I think that is something we should probably use more because that ideology, just to kind of remind people, of where it's coming from. I mean, now we have King Charles III, man. Like, we 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 had that doomsday clock before that we showed up on the page, and now we got him going off with his own new doomsday clock. Three, two, one. King Charles helped turn on a climate clock at a summit in London this afternoon. It triggers 150 similar clocks across the major cities of the UK, counting down the seconds to 2030. The estimated deadline for limiting climate change to 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels. But the UK's climate watchdog had a stern warning for the government today. The Climate Change Committee said it's confidence that the government would meet its own legally binding targets for cutting emissions by the end of the decade had fallen markedly. So we're going to keep hearing this. The, the climate push is going to be the next pandemic. I don't know what it, the reason I'm not saying this particular instance I'm just saying it's going to be soon because there's so many people they're going to, I think like see how the girl was talking about, Hey, heart attacks, strokes. They're talking about this stuff on the news. Like you were saying, similar to like when COVID first jumped off and they're getting people are the high risk people, man, the kids, the elderly, the people you care about, the people that you're trying to protect, the things that they know are going to press buttons for people and make them do things out of their normal sphere of thinking because they're trying to protect. And when they're ill-informed, and in a panic situation, they're going to make bad decisions. And I think they're going to set something like this and things of this nature may be just like little, you know, pushing us into that direction, that nudge theory being like, hey, man, you know, you see a little bit of a, a fire over here, bad climate. Now something happens in another state, something happens in another country, and it's all going to keep being blamed on climate, which they have been doing. And these doomsday clocks, uh, Sir Charles, like, they're saying now 2030 when we just found out, like, I think it was what, like five years or 10 years when Greta had said that the, it's going to end in 12 years from now or 10, whatever she said. And the date just happened like a week ago or so. And everybody was just telling her on Twitter, 
what happened and no response of course but uh what's very interesting i will mention is greta is now in ukraine why is she in ukraine why is she in ukraine in the middle of a war because it's not a war it's just crazy man shit going on oh yeah <laughs> Swag the dog, man. This whole, I don't have any clips because I didn't want to get too into this whole Wagner, uh, Wagner group and all that. Man, I was like, dude, from the jump, we knew this was, he was caught. They were like, yeah, Putin's personal chef is now leading this art. What? <laughs> what movie is this? Ramsey joins the U.S. military. You know what I mean? Like Gordon Ramsey in Top Chef to death. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it's ludicrous, man. But back to the uh, heart attacks and all that, I think this is just the more of the cover-up from all the vaccines, man. I think this is everybody getting jabbed up, and this is just the next phase of like covering that part up. And who knows what's being put into the air is, is also in conjunction with whatever you put inside of your body. What if that's setting off a chain reaction inside of you? What if that's something that these people are having these heart attacks and they're going to blame it on climate change? Because at this point, man, people have just forgot about COVID. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I put it in the back of my head because I never gave a shit about it. There's that. But I'm always cognizant about what's going on. And I'm telling you, these jackasses out here that went and got jabbed up and jabbed up and jabbed up and jabbed up, uh, yeah, they're getting hit now. But they forgot about COVID. They forgot about getting jabbed up. And they're not even putting it together that the, that the jab is taking them out. This is what's happening, man. They're, they're, drop, they're still dropping, man. Listen, it's a five-year plan on this stuff. If you've done any research on it at all, it's supposed to be like a five-year plan on how people are taken out, man. Listen, population control hasn't gone anywhere. It's not gone anywhere, man. They're still pushing no. forward. And this is an elitist mentality that's been around yes. for a long time. I mean, you can see there's plenty of videos, and we've played it before here, too. So if I have to dig them back up, I will. But you know what I mean? Like, that's what's going on, man. I think they are population control. doesn't mean they're trying to kill every one of us. I think they're just trying to use forms of control. And this is the importance of playing clips and the things they say because they have so many clips of them saying when the deadline and the deadline keeps getting the goalpost keeps getting pushed it's oh man we're all dead by 2001 2012 uh 2023 now it's 2030 i mean 2030 has been for a while but you know what i mean they, they keep escalating and moving it because and it's not that the climate is not like i won't say climate but environment is it important not to just throw and litter of course should you dump chemicals in water of course not like these are like common sense but i think they're building up because we've seen so many train derailments granted i will say there is a lot more cameras and things out there of that nature that could catch things and our infrastructure is bad we've already known that for a while <laughs> hasn't been addressed but all these trains with chemicals we've seen trucks with chemical spills i think it's trying to build up to this whole thing of like hey man you got to be careful and what did they say hey stay inside don't drive that much wear a mask it was the same thing they wanted you to do with covid why because that makes you obedient and these things will continue to happen so they can push what kind of tyranny they want. And that's why I truly believe, like a lot of people talk about the distractions and I think some of the distractions that we miss, and I don't think they're distractions. I just think there's so much things out there and they choose to amplify one because it will drown out other. I don't think it's necessarily a distraction to me would be purposely happening to cover it up. I just think it's amplified to maybe drown it out for sure. 
But while like everybody was talking about Hunter Biden, other people have mentioned this. I mean, you know, we don't always get to do news shows, but like everybody was talking about the Hunter Biden, which we already know. One thing I will mention uh, is I want to know about the Hunter Biden. How come he only had to pay $100,000 in taxes on $1.5 million? No penalties. $1.5 million, he should have had to pay $500,000 at least. If me and you made $1.5 million, we're going to have to pay $500,000 plus since we were behind and are late on our taxes. Where's the penalties? How did he get away? They're all talking about this. Oh, man, you know, he didn't get jail time. Okay, let's throw that out. Like, that you're just proving that they're not paying taxes. Like, he's allowed to just skate free. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, I, I do get really irritated with the people that always say anytime you point out anything you're like you're putting out a distraction you're a psyop man because you're talking about ufos and you're talking about weird stuff well the weird stuff's tied in with the new stuff wake up it literally is all these people that you sit there and you want to push to the forefront of like hey these people are evil they're all involved with the occult it's clear as fucking day, Sean. It's ridiculous. I'm so sick of these truthers, man, that always, anytime you put out any emoticon of something that's a little weird, they get mad. Oh, oh, you're a psyop. You're, you're taking our eye off the ball. Maybe that is the ball, motherfucker. Maybe that's the ball. You ain't looking. You're in the wrong game because they're winning. And it's because you don't know what's going on. You can't see the whole panoramic view. It's like you say, Sean, we say, we've said this from the get-go since we worked together. It's all connected. It's that simple. It's that simple. And just like we, and I have an example of this because we talked about it a while ago and you know a lot of people not a lot of people there's always people that are going to disagree and it's not about disagreeing we we have no problem with disagreeing because that's how you have a discussion and break things down but when everything is either fake or everything is a distraction you're really just diluting the whole message and nobody's getting anything out because now everything's fake so no nothing's real so no information you get is ever attainable and you're trying to say uh, 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 not you, but other people, they're trying to say to us like, oh, well, you're a distraction. Well, all this is important because none of us have all the information. We're all giving it a piece. So we don't know what this significance to this piece is. But remember, you did that whole John the Baptist, like eating bugs. And, we're, and we did a whole episode, not a whole episode, but we talked pretty heavily about like, hey, we think that like eating bugs is not the real thing that the thing we need to worry about is the lab meat. And right under our noses, while hunters evading taxes, the USDA, it's not the FDA. So people are like, oh, it's not the FDA. So this is just the, the process right before they get to where they're going. Here we go with the first lab-grown chicken meat to be sold in restaurants. For the first time, U.S. regulators approved the sale of chicken made from animal cells. It allows two California companies to offer lab-grown meat to restaurants. The cultivated meat is grown in steel tanks using cells that come from a living animal, a fertilized egg, or a special bank of stored cells. They're using the old tactic too, I believe. They, no, I haven't heard too many people talking about this, but they're going to be in these high and restaurants what happens man right oh wow the rich people are eating that i need to eat that 
I want to be part of the, 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 you know, keeping up with the Joneses and I, I'm important too. I, I mean, I work hard. I should. So that's what I think they're going to market it as so important. And I think they got the woke left. And here's a, another, the last clip I'll show you of it where they're going to get the woke left all hyped because they're vegan and this and that. It's going to be talking about like non-slaughtered meat. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has approved the sale of chicken made from animal cells. Cell cultivated or cultured meat, as it's being called, is grown in steel tanks using cells that come from a living animal. It comes out in sheets and cut to mimic real meat, they say. Two California companies, Upside Foods and Good Meat, have raced to be the first in the U.S. to sell meat that doesn't come from slaughtered animals. So they're just like, there's a lot of reports now focusing on that it doesn't come from slaughtered animals. So that you got the woke crowd, right? They're in. And I think we're going to see more of this. And then my question is, okay, now where is this on the label? Like we need this in bold. We don't need this in like little imprint where that's at once it gets to the grocery stores and stuff that they needs to have its own section because if you are going to sell lab grown meat and someone wants to buy it, Hey man, you be my guest, man. You can do whatever you want. I, I'm just personally, and I don't even like bugs. I will personally eat bugs over that lab grown meat because we have no idea. At least we have centuries of studies and like knowing people and just through experience that we're not going to die from eating the bugs and it's not going to really hurt us through this lab grown meat. We have no idea. And then what happens when you eat the lab grown meat and you had one of those MRNA injections, it's just going to be this weird thing. And I know there's a lot of soy based meat. I know there's a lot of these other things that have been like, a lot of people don't know. Taco Bell is all soy meat pretty much. They have like, you know, like it's not fake chicken, but it's like chicken that's like, you know, grinded up and made into those nuggets, like nuggets and things of that nature. And things have been added for years now that they can grow it. I don't know, man. I just think that we're going to get into the slippery slope of they're not going to tell us and you're going to accidentally if you don't go to the right store. and We're going to have to go back to the farm like uh, Billy and them say, you know what I mean? We're going to have to go back to the farms, man. That's the only way. Dude, I completely agree with you. And listen, I'm going to be laughing all the way to the bank with a bag of salt and vinegar crickets from Jungle Gyms laughing it up because we called it. We called it while y'all were all worried about fucking bugs, which 80% of the world has eaten forever. Y'all are eating up this lab-grown meat. Bugs literally are animals. That's what they are. They're bugs. And listen, I'm all about against tyranny. If they're forcing you to do something like eat bugs, absolutely. They can go fuck themselves. But that's the game. It's the switcheroo. It's what they do. You're looking left, they're doing a million things right. You're looking right, they're doing a million things left. It's common sense, but nobody sees it. They just see something and they latch onto it and they get caught in these echo chambers. You get me fired up today, Sean. <laughs> and they lose the nuance of of ideas. Like they there's stuff I you can't just automatically put I get it that like Schwab and them like we we gotta get into their heads, their strategies. They're always trying to outthink us. That's why they have they have groups they of people tanked. that spend yeah endless amounts of time trying to figure out what our next move is gonna be. And remember, 
the the Godfather PR is also the Godfather of propaganda. Edward Bernays and both go hand in hand. So the way people market their products towards us is the same way that politicians and governments and these powerful elite and occultists try to box us into things. They push us in directions. We cannot be told and forced into something without like they can't say, hey, you can't do this anymore because people will stand up and go, hey, what do you mean we can't do that? They have to disguise the tyranny. They have to make it look like this is your choice. That's why we have all this polarization of politics that keeps us fighting about issues that are never going to be resolved because they're intended to forever be an argument and have extreme sides that keep getting worse. Like the abortion issue we talk many times, uh, the the voting registration, uh, a lot of the things that are going on. And that's what I think they're going to do with all this climate change. And climate change has had a lot of bad effects, man. Like here's one real quick. Uh, p- see, people don't talk about this stuff. It's always like when they talk about the electric cars or going all electric, they don't talk about the dangers of them. A bike shop, an e-bike shop blows up. Tonight, at least four people are dead after a Manhattan e-bike repair shop went up in flames. The charred bikes piled on the sidewalk. Someone came in screaming, hey, there's a fire next door, fire right next door. The inferno erupted just after midnight in the ground level repair shop and spread to the upper floors of apartments. More than 100 firefighters rushed to the scene and these five people were injured including a firefighter and EMT. Uh, and the volume of fire created by these lithium-ion batteries is incredibly deadly. So far this year, the New York City Fire Department says there have already been 108 fires linked to lithium-ion batteries and 13 deaths. <laughs> 13 deaths, man. And they're hard fires to put out because of the components and how batteries work. Sometimes they have to just let it burn for days, sometimes weeks, depending on how much you know lithium is put together. And then I saw that the, or one of the articles you sent me about uh, Exxon Mobil. What do they continue to do? Fun climate science denial. But that's not exactly true because there's also a lot of these, and maybe not ExxonMobil particularly, but there is a lot of these oil tycoons that are funding climate change science as well. Because they're, they're what are they doing? They're playing both sides. That's what you do. You're like, hey, this is how we get people to go where we want. We create two sides, fight against each other, and then we little by little get things in. I'm starting to think like, I mean, I was falling like a little bit for some of the things I was hearing uh, uh, Robert uh, F. Kennedy Jr. say. Um, I've been listening to a lot of his interviews. I didn't want to clip it. I think that me and you should do, I was going to talk to you later. Later on, me and you should do a real breakdown of I really like to go through Robert Kennedy Jr. Because I'm not saying he's a psyop. He may be a useful idiot. But some of the things that he wants, I'm like, do they use some people to get one thing done? So Biden's here to get things done about getting into Ukraine. So do you give like a Robert F. Kennedy to get the climate? But I really think they're going to do switcheroo with Newsom. That's a whole another story. But with ExxonMobil continue to fund climate science denial, I just don't see it as true because I know there's so many tycoons that are really funding the actual science for climate change or supposed science. Well, actually, this whole article was built on the fact that ExxonMobil was funding on the front end, climate change uh, as a whole. Like they were actually saying that climate change is coming. This is all the money we're putting towards trying to stop climate change, slow it down. But what happened was they infiltrated in, they got a, they, they get, basically got a, a guy 
on camera that work for the company saying that, yeah, we're actually uh, spending a bunch of money on climate science deniers. Now, I don't know if that's a psyop to put it out in the ether that that's what they're doing for some odd reason, but the whole point of this article is the fact that they were playing both ends of it. They were basically being two-faced. Like they were spending, we're talking 500,000, like a chunk to these companies, uh, like the Regulatory Study Center and George Washington University, U.S. Chamber of Congress. Uh, you got the Federalist Society, the Manhattan Institute, Mountain States Legal Foundation, Washington Legal Foundation. All of these companies are getting well over hundreds of thousands of dollars to help them push against climate change while at the same time they're spending millions of dollars on the other end saying that oh we're fighting climate change we're doing it so all they're trying to do is make a bunch of money and however they got to do it they're going to do it and they're going to play both ends this is just like anything even politics they're playing both ends guys while you think they're helping you they're not helping you None of these people, right, left, Trump, Biden, none of them. Wake the fuck up. It's so simple. It's right in front of you. It's right there. You're so close. You're so close, but you don't see it. It's just that people get tied into people, man. They get. They have to have somebody to push them through. They can't see themselves doing it. And what do we talk about? That's why we, every episode we kind of like, especially when we have like guests on, because, you know, we have like real discussions and we're just kind of breaking down. And what is it always end up being like hey man improve yourself man stop looking for a hero the only hero in your life is yourself you're the only one that could save yourself and that doesn't mean like god doesn't exist or jesus like that's part of it that's what they're we're here for like we're in this they gave us this world to be like hey have at it bro live a good life see if you could perfect example sean of that is jesus he was a hero, but you already told the 12 disciples, you and he told them, hey, you can do this too. From my power, you can do this too. He gave them the power. He's saying, listen, like, follow me, help people, grow. It's up to you, though. It's up to you. At the end of the day, it's up to you, man. Everybody's looking for a damn savior. I'm so sick of it. It's ridiculous. All these idols. God, this Trump shit's out of control. People are just like worshiping all these people, man. And they want somebody to save them. Nobody's saving you. How many times do we have to scream this on this show, Sean? Yeah, nobody's going to come. I mean, you can yourself. You pay attention to what is happening so you can see the patterns because the patterns repeat themselves. They, This is how you break out of it. And whatever you think of a matrix, whether you think it being actually your real matrix or just this matrix of the mind that we put ourselves in, you can break out of it by paying attention and seeing the patterns. And what they're doing next is this climate change. I have a new global financial com a compact meeting, climate change, debt relief, France 24 global reset. So this is part of the whole narrative of the global reset. You're going to hear them talk about managing debt. You know, the, the, the whole point is to get this carbon economy going. Once they can get this carbon economy going, they can fully latch on everybody with the ESG and 
what the ESG is basically is you can see the blueprint of it in China where they have the social credit score, but it's amped up a little bit level because it's tied in with the environment, tied in with your social credit score. So everything you do, everything you say online or say in person, uh, if you what you what you buy, what you throw away, how much garbage, where you go, what your transactions are, everything will be data every point in your life will be something they can use to make more money and that's why people like us are sometimes like trying to push it into this narrative and show some more of the news that's why like we have you know we could be talking about pug wudgies and bigfoot to now we're talking about the news because it's all important in our opinion that it's all tied that's what we do on this show i think is try to tie it all together now we don't always have all the pieces but we lay out what pieces we have and i think this is a real detrimental piece on france 24 talking about this climate debt relief which i find interesting because they're going to use it again help the poor people man you know hey man all the people affected like you don't understand this is what's happening and that's how they get people to buy that's in. right i mean catherine nordstrand mentioned the idea that all the different uh, methods of financing all these uh, climate change adaptations or uh, poverty alleviation programs but currently the problem in many developing countries is the debt load of these states uh, uh, the secretary general of the united nations said that around 450 countries are currently in or near debt distress and debt servicing levels are at their highest level since the 1990s meaning that the a lot of developing countries uh, are, are spending more money on paying off their debt than um, than they and less money on uh, investing in climate change infrastructure or these uh, poverty alleviation programs. Uh, Emmanuel Macron in his speech actually said um, that uh, the current system, the current global financing system needs to be able to work faster for developing nations, needs to be able to speed up. He's talking about the old Bretton Woods institutions from uh, the, uh, the from that, that were born after the Second World War. Um, and one of the things that need to change in order to speed things up is, is how to mediate discussions between creditors, especially between creditors like China, which is the biggest bilateral uh, creditor uh, lender in the world, and uh, multi -development, uh, multilateral development banks like the World Bank or the IMF and uh, Western nations or the Paris Club of creditors. Um, these, there are many differences between uh, these actors, and this is having an effect on Economies, for example, Zambia, that's been uh, stuck in um, uh, restructuring talks for three years, where it's facing a six billion dollar default uh, uh, to to China. And the differences here is that uh, China thinks that some of these multilateral development banks should be accepting losses on their loans, uh, while these banks believe that uh, they're lenders of last resort, and as such, uh, should not uh, have to do that, or else they'll have to raise their interest rates, which would defeat the purpose of really um, their existence. So uh, this summit here is potentially an opportunity for these people to get together and find processes, find ways to overcome these differences. Well, the cool thing is the way that guy talks made me feel a lot better about me speaking because he was like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, bro, like, get it out, man. Like, geez, like sometimes I hear these people and I'm like, man, no wonder nobody wants to listen to you on the news or anything because, man, what the hell are you trying to say? But basically, they're trying to reset these debts. And there's been a lot of this for a while as well as talking about immigrants and immigration caused by climate change. And one of the, the main key point was they needed money and debt relief so they can invest in climate infrastructure. Yeah, man. 
whatever they can do to spin anything that's going on in this climate change is, is what they're going to do. I mean, it, it's like you said, immigration. Well, they're, they're, they got to move away from where they're at because the climate change, because it's like it's ramping up where they're at. They got to go somewhere else. Well, according to you, it's ramped up everywhere. So it doesn't matter where these immigrants are coming from or leaving to. It doesn't matter. It's all bad everywhere. According to you, the Earth's ending. If we don't get it together, we got the climate clock from Charles III in six years. It's over. Life's over again. Someone DM me. That's when he said, just, I don't know. I forgot about it until you just said that. Someone just recently DM'd me and they were like something about like, this is the end times. I can prove it to you, this and all that. And I was like, all right, man, like, why do you want it to be the end so bad? I even like, I uh, was thinking about, I think about this a lot. You said this and I never really thought about it until you said it, but it's a good point. It's like, why is everybody ready for this doom and to get off the earth? When God made the earth for us, right. like everybody's like, we got to get to heaven. And it's like, no, that's like, I just like, hey, if I can't get through this earth or whatever, like, but it's supposed to be enjoying what was built for us. And I think people forget that, and man. And they, they lose track of that a lot. Forget, especially Christians, man. They're the worst, man. They will get so worked up about end times. Can't wait to go to heaven, man. Get away from all this. I'm like, yeah. are you reading the same book I'm reading? Because in that book, yeah. If there's a new heaven, a new earth, and new Jerusalem, it's all going to be interdimensional mm -hmm. and connected to the earth. We're still going to be here. Like, what are you? Like, what is wrong with people, man? It's like, and you're right. It's like they're they're just sycophanting over this idea of like getting out of here. And it's like we were put here for a purpose. Quit trying to leave. Help the situation out. Push against the Schwabisms. Push against Yaval. These. These jackasses who you literally are just bowing down to. Yeah, and another way to show how a lot of this is tied in together. Um, I have an article talking about all babies must be lamb grown by 2030. Now, I don't know how fast this will be to push, but these are the ideas they have. Doesn't mean it will be implemented by 2030, but at some point, best believe if they're able to, they will um, have this going in these programs. We talk about cloning and then now we're kind of getting a little bit more inside baseball on how some of this stuff gets done, right? Like it says now the World Economic Forum funded research in Japan on the cusp of being able to create human eggs and sperm in the lab from scratch without the need of human sexual reproduction. These lab grown human eggs and sperm will then develop into artificial wombs. Now, that ties back into the lab meat that we're talking about. That ties back into the fake bug epidemic. That ties back into climate change that, see, they're just hooking line and synchronous. They're trying to get us all confused. And I'm not telling you this to get worked up, just to be watched out. Like now you should for sure know like, okay, maybe I should just completely get away from this supermarket. Unless you're at some little market that's mom and pop, that you know the guy, the guy gets the meat from this guy, whatever, right? Get, let's get back to the basics and stop getting from these mega stores because now they are. Not only have they been dumping stuff in these meats and chemicals, GMOs, through these cattle. Now they're specifically making lab-grown meat. And they're also making lab-grown humans. Do you think they will not have us eating <laughs> humans at some point if they're growing a, a human torso or whatever? They will do whatever it takes. So those are the things I think people need to worry about. You can worry and like Joel said, hey – 
If they're forcing any kind of tyranny, it doesn't matter, bro. Doesn't matter if it's fake me, if it's bugs, any tyranny that's forcing somebody to do something that's breaking the uh, uh, the tie of their freedom and their liberty, then yeah, then we're going to have a problem with that. But they're pushing narratives to get you off their tracks, man. Like They'll show you a little bit, but we're not paying attention. We're just like so grasping for straws sometimes of trying to like prove the other person wrong of, hey, man, Trump's good because, hey, maybe there is a way that you use Trump or you use Biden or you use these people, but you don't follow them because they're not our leaders. Our leaders are ourselves and the people that we're around in our neighborhoods, the people we look up to, the people that help us in day-to-day lives, not these supposed like superior elites that think they're better than us and people like yuri yuri harari uh he says soon we will be able to re-engineer humans this guy we've he's been highlighted on the show quite a bit because we don't really like this guy here's a 25 second clip of him again talking about re-engineering humans and it's not going to be just the lab grown so now are they able to lab grown stuff they're going to have Neuralink. they're going to have ways of making these fake synthetic humans. And that's where we got to kind of wake up and, you know, get away from the system. Suddenly, it becomes a question for engineers because we are able, or soon we will be able, to start re-engineering humans. So a question like, what does it mean? What does humanity mean? What is the essence of being human? It moves from the realm of abstract philosophy to the realm of engineering. So they want to make humans. It's been a fact for a long time. This is not new either. It's not like this is a new concept that has been around for a long time. And now they're actually having the technology and they've been working on it. I mean, they've been talking about in the public sphere of cloning since I forget was a Bessie or that sheep, whatever. in like 95, 96 during uh, Clinton's uh, reign, routine the clinton regime we got to just call it regimes all the time when it was a regime change clintons came in you know what i mean the the clinton uh mafia jumped in there and kind of like we were always hearing about this cloning and i think now we're starting to understand it when you're seeing this lab grown meat that connects it to me with these lab grown babies which i think they want to merge into uh these half human half robot ai whatever the hell they're gonna be but that's my theory is Combining some kind of neural link with these lab grown humans and then you get that's how you get transhumanism. That's what I think their goal is because they can't force us all to shove something in our brain, but they could sure slowly integrate these beings that into society and maybe by 2022 or, you know, 2222, whatever, hundreds of years later, they can really take over and do their bidding and live forever like we talk about the occultics like we're talking uh, the occultic people like crowley that want to live forever yeah man i agree with that also back to yuval man uh he had this manifesto called homo do a brief history of tomorrow and he actually talks about creating by gene editing into future generations of compliant docile human beings by building a genetic child catalog This is literally in his manifesto. He wants to build a child catalog. And it really made me think of Aldous Huxley's book, A Brave New World, where that's what is happening in the future. They are building people in labs to the point in the book 
where they mix a little bit of this to dumb this version down because these are going to be your janitors. These are going to be these people. And they keep them boxed into certain regions. So these certain people, they actually condition them as children too. So not only are they genetically predisposed a certain way, they also condition them as kids by playing certain music, by doing certain things. So by the time they're adults, they're doing what they're supposed to do in society. They're just bots, man. That's all they're doing. Nobody's having uh, sex for procreation anymore in this world. It's just sex for pleasure. It's this super hedonistic, lifestyle that they want to put on all these people and that's what it is in the book and it that is what they want to move towards man he literally said he wants to build a genetic child catalog and like i said this is this goes to the aldous huxley book brave new world by the way side note i don't know if you remember last year when they announced the name of the new captain america 4 movie which was a new world order do you remember that and everybody was up in arms. Do you know that they changed the name of it out of nowhere? Didn't tell anybody why. They still won't tell anybody why. Some people are se- speculating they got a lot of pushback. You know what they changed it to? A Brave New World. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And if you don't know, you're just thinking like, oh, brave, man. Like Captain America. Like, No. No, this is not, it's, it means the same thing. <laughs> like, seriously. But anyway, I just want to throw and, that and out. I there. try to get, uh, I try to get Yuval, uh, uh, here, we got him a little message from him. Oh, hi, thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy, man. But let's throw in, uh, Mr. Narcissist himself. I know I, I don't really like that word. A lot of people throw it up, but I do believe this to be true about this man. And that's Barack Obama. Like, especially you'll hear the arrogance in his voice in this. Well, I brought this clip out because, you know, you've talked about this plenty of times. And I think they are pushing this out there because we're going to see videos eventually. And now they could be more loose. Right. You could be more loose. They know cameras are everywhere and sometimes they want to be loose. It's hard to uh, keep that front up at all times. So here's a little interview on Axe Files with Obama talking about myths and disinformation and most of all, deep fakes and the importance of digital fingerprints. This is disruptive for our economy. It goes to the issues we were talking about before in terms of misinformation, disinformation, deep, deep fakes. fakes. Yes. Yeah, that, 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 that's, I've, that's I've, seen, I've seen a few of you. Yeah, as I've, I've told people, because I was the first digital president, when I left office, I was probably the most recorded, filmed, photographed human in history, which is kind of a weird thing. Yes. But just the odds are that I, I was. As a consequence, there's a lot of raw material there. So you, usually all, all the deep fakes start with like some version of Obama doing something, dancing. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, dirty limericks or you know, whatever it is, right? That technology is here now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so most immediately, we're going to have all the problems we had with misinformation before this next election cycle will be worse. And the need for us, for the general public, I think, to be more discriminating consumers of news and information, the need for us to over time, develop technologies to create 
watermarks mm -hmm. or digital fingerprints so we know what is true and what is not true. But I thought IDs were racist. Like, right? Like, if you had to show an ID to vote, you were racist. But it's okay to have your digital uh, thumbprint so we could tell that it's not Obama or like a lot of the Q people with the whole Big Mike, right? So they find Big Mike. They don't want you to see the Big Mike videos, man. They hide them. Hey, the first thing I thought when he was like really on his narcissism rant right there, where he was like, oh, it's the most uh, filmed president in the history. And it's like even me dancing. I was like, no, it was Michael dancing and his cut popping out all over the place. That's what <laughs> everybody was looking at, man. That's what was going on. And then, and then the jillions of times you called him Michael in public. To the point even Joe Biden's like looking around like, hey, man, keep it chill. If Joe Biden's looking at you, like, what are you doing? That you need some help, man. But back to what you're saying. Oh, yeah. You know what you went, you went wrong if Biden's yeah, trying if to correct Biden's you. Biden's trying you to correct you. You're you're you definitely screwed up. But here's the thing, to, to your point, and I've been screaming this, Sean, you know it, from the get-go about this deep fake about about this AI, what these elites, these celebrities, all these people are going to use it for to get out of trouble. Listen, this digital fingerprint is not going to be to to protect them from deep fake. They're going to get out of it anyway. It's just going to be like, hey, man, it wasn't my fingerprint, even if it was. Like, they'll, they'll easily have a cover story now, but you know who's going to have to actually serve up their fingerprints? The average person. We're the ones that they're going to be wanting to get their actual fingerprints and basically toe tag. That's the ear tag, toe tag, whatever. They're basically killing you. But it's, 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 it's mind blowing to me. And watching people will be okay with it. Sean, you know, I've seen people online being like, yeah, I'll take the neural link, I'll take the chip. Make life easier. Yeah, I know a lot of people. But that there's a lot of people that will. Because it's the convenience. It's, the, it's so oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, there's a good portion But think of about it, man. A fingerprint, man. If people are going to take a chip anyway, they'll give you a fingerprint all day. Like, We're just trying to help society out. Yeah, but it's not going to stop. Yeah, no. Oh, it's not sure. going to stop these, these elites, these celebrities, these politicians from getting out of trouble. It's just going to give them more reason, like you said five minutes ago, to get a little looser. Hey, it wasn't me. You didn't see that. Yep. They're like that Shaggy song. That was not me, me, man. Oh, it must be that deep fake. And you know, you seen that he kind of jumped it. Oh, deep fakes? Oh, you talking about deep fakes? Like before he even say, oh, deep fakes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see, uh, about that. Like he was already on it. Like you could tell it was the whole setup. Like there was no real uh, conversation. It was just kind of just to set it up so they can put it out there and put these ideas. Cause maybe it's like you said, it's not even about the deep fake. They're throwing that. Cause again, when we look left, they go right. When they, you know what I mean? What everything they're doing, they're trying to fool us. And they're talking about the deep fakes, which you already know about. Everybody knows about it. It's been at that cats out of the bag. But these digital fingerprints is really what they want to push. And we are going to hear the back and forth of the what I just said. Like, I thought I'd be racist. You know what I'm saying? We're going to hear that. And I get it because, like, people are are they're putting us in this match. And I'll use this little time to get on my soapbox for a second. I'm seeing all this shit about 
Oh, man, sis is a slur, man. Man, they're coming out here calling me sis. That's a slur. And Elon's like, yeah, bros, I'm going to take it off and I'm going to shadow ban people. And if they use it too much, we'll destroy their account or whatever. Who cares, bro? It's a word, sis. And now we're seeing, it's the same thing we're seeing on the left where they're like, man, he dead named that person. They were named Tommy, but now they're Tammy and now they're calling him Tommy. Like, bro, who gives a fuck, bro? Why are you caring about people that don't even know you, have no influence on anything you're doing, aren't putting money in your pocket, aren't putting a roof over your head, food in your mouth, et cetera, et cetera. You're worried about them. Man, you can call me sis all you want, bro. I forgot his name. I'm going to try to find it. But this libertarian dude just keeps me like, Man, cisgender, please. Like that shit crazy. Hey, I'll say this though. He's like, hey man, we're taking it back. We're taking off the hard R. You use that hard R though, I'm punching you in the face. You say cisgender, <laughs> I'm popping off. Now you gotta say my cisgender. Gender. What's up, cisgender? Yeah. That's how you take the wind out of their sails is by making fun of it, not by making a fuss and being like, because now you're in the same boat as them. They're like, oh, well, he's calling me a name. Well, it's OK because he's calling me a name. Like, man, what? grow up, man. If someone calls me sister, I don't give a shit because I don't know them. I don't even I'll be like, that's a fake word, bro. If someone's calling me a fake word, I'm not mad if someone calls me a bitch because they don't know me. I don't care. But then they're going to call me a fake word that just barely started existing in the 90s i'm good bro like i'm not worried about it it's not ruining my day but you see these spats on twitter they're like hey man they're calling me sis it is a slur so now you want to control speech this is that slippery slope this is how they get you they polarize both sides now you're against free speech because you want to get it here you're seeing people like dr uh, peterson he, who's a, oh, what's a Jordan Peterson that's talking about like, oh man, cisgender. We got, I get the whole use of not using like the pro. Yeah. I don't use the pronouns. Don't use the pronouns. Don't use sis. I can't control what the next person is going to say. If you want government control or a platform to control someone's speech, you're the same person, bro. Whether you're on the left or the right, doesn't matter what and you're listen, censoring. You fucktards out there think that it's going to get better when Trump gets back in office. I'm going to tell you right now, you're about to see a real regime get in place because all they're going to do is play up to your ideologies. You're going to be doing the same shit that the left did on the opposite end of it. You already see it, just like you said with the whole cis thing. You got the right talking about, we got to take that word away. We need to ban people. What? What? You're doing the same shit. Man, people get so locked in with their shit. And I'm telling you, this is why you and I always get hit from a jillion angles from people. Podcasters don't like us. Fucking people that listen to us don't like us. You know why? Because we're speaking the stone cold facts, baby. Because we're not going to hold back. We're going to tell you exactly how it is. It's all corrupt. Wake up. See what you're doing. You're doing exactly what the other side's doing. You're following your set of idols that are literally dragging you down the same path. You don't see it, though. It's a parallel path into the same destruction.
Man, they're getting some of that rattlesnake today, man. <laughs> Anytime we do episode like this, man, I swear, if people just knew, like, I know you're putting shit together for this. You're like, I'm about to get Joel worked up, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like that shit, man. Uh, yeah, because, you know, it's it's fun, but, like, I think we'll end off this little segment with like this. This was I call this segment pretty much about climate change. Great reset to tie it all in together. Here's like where we go back to Klaus Schwab. Here's good old Klausy right here talking about his little cyber pandemic. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison. <laughs> okay, so you hear all that. Uh, we knew, he, and they keep, this was, that was like, what, 2021, I believe, when he said that. I think that was the summer of 2021. And we saw a couple little cyber attacks here and there, and we're going to continuously see this. And I think these are the little ones that are going to show to scare us. Millions of Louisianans driver's license info stolen in nationwide move it hack. So move it is like an app. So uh, I'll let them break it down of what's going on. From Fox 8, this is a special report. Good morning, I'm Liz Reyes. We interrupt your programming to bring you this breaking news from Homeland Security officials in Baton Rouge after a massive data breach impacting all Louisianians, especially those with Louisiana licenses. Let's listen in. Governmental entities and organizations around the world. MoveIt is a third party data transfer service that is widely used to send large files. And it is at the center of this very sophisticated breach. You've probably already heard other national news reports about major businesses and organizations dealing with this as well. Yesterday morning, Governor Edwards held a unified command group meeting in which he was briefed on the newly discovered scale of this attack involving Office of Motor Vehicle data. He then felt it was imperative that we get this information out to the public immediately so that folks could take proactive measures. To be clear, we believe that all Louisianians with a state-issued driver's license, ID, or car registration likely had data compromised. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying stuff like this, right? They just are going to hack little things. First of all, all your information can be found easily. Like, I always have some people, I got friends, and they're like, man, I don't put my card on the internet. Like, you're like, you don't think they got it, bro? It's all at the bank. Like, all of our information is with the state. Like, how was it hacked? It hacked from the state. We're worried about the bank, which is easy to hack, but they're like, I don't know about putting my card on that site. Oh, but you have it on Bank of America. You have it at the Social Security office, which can all be hacked just as well. And I think they just show these little stories. I've seen other ones around the country to kind of keep that like in the air. They want to have us a little scared. It's always what they want is us worrying about things and not seeing what we should be seeing. Absolutely. I mean, the cyber attack stuff is just never going away. 
I don't know about the cyber pandemic being next phase at all. I'm really, I'm really with you, man, with the climate pandemic. I think that's what's coming next uh, down the pipe. Now, they could just swerve us again and hit us both at the same time. I could totally see that happening, too. So you never know. But I totally agree with you, man. This wasn't hackers that did this. This was our own people, our own government that did this to show us how easy it is for it to happen. Like, oh, hackers, oh, hackers, man, they're doing it to hackers. Like, and that's what they do every time. They're doing it to, they're doing it to you. You know, like you said, you can go to the dark web and you can find credit cards all the time. You know why? It's super easy, man. Like banks and stuff, man, you can hack into them, especially a good hacker, man, can hack into it easily. But you're talking about a system of licenses Man, look, state gave that up, bro. There weren't no hackers. That's just, that's just, that's common sense, man. To me, it is anyway. Yeah, just, they, just keep it real. Like, there ain't no hackers, bro. It's the state doing it. Or it's probably Ukraine, man, because Ukraine was like, has some of the best hackers in the world. That's a lot of things that people don't realize is they have some of the best hackers and those hackers are uh, probably hacking and coding. And when they hack good uh, to get, that people that don't know much, I mean, I'm not like some expert in hacking, but when they do hack, they're able to disguise their IP addresses looking from other countries. And that's how like, oh, Russia did this or China did this. It could be some dude that's in Maryland. It could be some dude that's in Ukraine, some dude that's in Brazil. They're going to mask it, change their VPNs to make it look like it's somebody else. And that's like to, to, that's like 101 hacking. Like I think even like the basic hackers. And, and honestly, though, I will say a lot of hackers that I've met throughout my life are usually pretty ethical. Like they don't there's certain things they won't do. And when they do, it's because they got flipped and they got to turn because a lot of times they got flipped too, because they have something on you. You know, it's easy to say, Oh, I wouldn't flip. But if they have your kids or like the future of your family, that is usually one hard thing that people can't like, look at the COVID vaccine. A lot of, and look, even with like the whole trans Maoism movement right now, where they're trying to force this trans uh, agenda onto us, that is being attacked with attacking the family, telling them like, Hey man, you don't have to transition your kid, but <laughs> good luck. Cause they're going to kill themselves. <laughs> like what? This is literally what they're telling them. So that's how they get you on board with all this. I think like, I think that's to get in your mind because you can't force someone to do something, but if you get into their brain enough, you can make them believe that like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing, I, I'm picking the lesser of two evils. It's the same concept. Like it's what we hear time and time again. But I got a little surprise for Joel right here. I mean, he might've seen a little bit of them, but I'm going to get this uh, party going. I got a, a little thing for you. Let's go with the... Uh... Hey, welcome to Babylon Biden. With our guest, Joel Thomas, he will be interpreting what babbling Biden has to say. Here we go. So <laughs> I got some good old clips because I was like, man, we're getting a little too serious. Let's tone down, baby. You know what I'm saying? Let's get cool daddy cat Biden just like over there, just bubbling over himself. This is him <laughs> in California. I think this was last week. You know, I've toured many sites across the country that clearly show climate change is, is a genuine, ex is the existential threat to humanity. The existential threat to humanity. And maybe most important, I've committed that, that by 2020, we will have conserved 30% of all the lands and waters the United States has jurisdiction over and simultaneously reduce emissions 
the blunt climate impacts. Like, if we really could, and that's not a good one, I just want to play that for the whole climate thing, but, like, if we had, like, I... You know how Obama said he was the, I was the most film president. Everybody liked me. I was the most most film president. Well, okay, whatever. But now is Biden the most like with the most errors? Like you know in baseball where you have your errors, like they just every bumble, every like mess up. Like are they counting them? Do you think that's the most in history? It has to be, right? Yeah, it's got to be the most in history, man. I mean, he just consistently does this. And I think they want us to see it. I don't think this is something that they don't want us to see, man. It's just to get the right all jacked up, all pushed out, and really wanting uh, a change. And and are these bits though, man? Because look, are these bits? Because I'm gonna this. I want to. We're either in a simulation or these are bits. Because we already heard this bit. It's been done, and he's doing it again. And the next day, they sent someone out to survey her yard. As Beth wrote, this is the best thing that's happened to rural America since the Rural Electrification Act brought electricity to farms in the 30s and 40s. End of quote. End quote. Like, we already got that end quote where he's reading off the uh, teleprompter. Man, are we just repeating the same, like, things over and over, the same skits? We're not getting some new material? That's kind of disappointing, if you ask me. So, like, they're just repeating the same stunts like he already did the teleprompter thing right we did the whole ron burgundy hey man whatever you wrote come on man there's but there is a little bit of new material uh it got this little bumble rambling ranting and raving i think he's even like talking like uh if it was if he was a republican uh these uh progressives would say he sexually assaulted them but since he's biden they're they're allowing it to happen and the cheer for muslim for, we cheer for muslim athletes like kareem Ab Abdul Jabbar, I know him, and I did mispronounce his name. Congressman Omar, where are you, Congressman Omar? There you go. God love you. I'm not supposed to I'll get in trouble for saying this, but you look beautiful tonight. <laughs> and Congressman Tlaib, where's 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 the Congressman? There you are. Okay, so do you. I don't know why you wanted the job, man. I appoint all those federal judges, but you know, thank you for serving. I'm not kidding. You want to come and make a speech? <laughs> Hush up, boy. <laughs> Hush up, boy. <laughs> Don't worry. That's going on the soundboard. I haven't clipped it yet, but that is that. Hush up, boy. So just you will hear a lot more. <laughs> Listen, could you imagine if that had been Trump that told someone, Hush up, boy? Crucified. Hush up, boy. <laughs> this is actually being allowed to be said, and nobody say anything about it. Know, it's the most man. racist thing I've ever oh, heard man. in my life. I know, man. And then, so let's go to like, uh, you know, he just met with uh, Modi, the prime minister of India. We all know, yeah, uh, Hunter was just over there schmoozing. We already know, man, these guys are elitists. They don't care. They're not like, oh, no, Joel Thomas and Sean are mad. The Hunter, I could have told you that he was going to not pay anything. But this was interesting. He's at uh, their press conference or whatever. It's like a big shot of like, you can find it on uh, Breaking Night with One's page on Twitter. And it says, this is what quoted saying by Biden. I was just thinking the anyways, I started off with out you and 
I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we should. First of all, just reading it makes you feel like an idiot. Like you're like reading it and you're like, wait a second, am I reading this wrong? Or so I'm gonna play the little clip of him saying it. It's interesting because with all the scandal of like uh, the WhatsApp uh, text message with Hunter, but I don't hear a lot of news organizations and Fox. I always hear them like they're always criticizing the mainstream media when they are the mainstream media. And I haven't heard them talk about this at all. I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. So he stole a lot of state secrets and things that they share. Sometimes I'm like, are we just, is this like, we talked about with, uh, shouts out to Phil, you know what I mean? Exploring with Phil. And we were talking about the pug wudgies and playing pranks on us. Is there like these interdimensional demons or whatever the hell they are? They just maybe just pranking. And we're on the ultimate prank show right now. And they're like, dude, this is awesome, bro. They think he's really the president. Like, let's keep it going. Like, that's how it feels. You know what I mean? It feels that way for sure. Because he's just out of his mind. And the last one, the more recent one, but I'm sure by the time this airs, there will be five more. But this was hilarious to me. Somebody, a reporter on the White House lawn, asked him his thoughts on Putin. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he has uh, become a bit of a fly around the world. Uh, it's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. So you can barely hear it because the dang helicopters in the background. But what he says is Biden clearly is saying Putin is clearly losing the war in Iraq. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, how is this even a thing? But I just think that it's. Listen, I get that all media is controlled, but I would say that there's a good majority of it super left-leaning and they just absolutely cover up whatever he says and does it's 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 ridiculous it's like they don't even like make it out to be a thing and it's like this guy is clearly not in his right mind he's talking about selling state secrets like what <laughs> i know jokingly <laughs> like joking. i honestly felt like he went to some other place when he was talking like he literally did and he thought he was talking to somebody behind closed doors and he didn't know where he was at and then they played it off like it was a joke like come on man like whatever that's what i think they're doing with a lot of this i mean then you see like you provided like some of these articles biden approves billions of arms for deals to saudi seven million people predicted to lose medicare and so all these other things, the, they keep talking about the Bidenomics and how the Bidenomics is saving. We all know. We all go to the grocery store. We see the difference in price. We see things that the inflation has really risen. We're all feeling the effects of it. And then what do they come out with? Their next uh, Roe v. Wade, their next uh, trans, uh, you know, the next thing down the pipeline is their affirmative action revoked by Supreme Court? This is the thing we're going to hear about for a while now, back and forth, um, where they're going to be saying, hey, this person used affirmative action because they didn't have, like, it's just going to go back and forth. And now it's like bringing the Asians, like the different Asian communities and ethnics. It's all over the place, bro. And and I think I don't know too much. I mean, I know what affirmative action is. I know what it was intended to do. I see the point of why people say like, hey, 
it's it's bullshit because to get in there to not be qualified, I totally agree. But to deny the fact that people were denied based on race is a thing. But also to deny the fact that it happens all across the boards. You can go into a, a warehouse that's run by nothing but Mexicans, and they want only Mexicans. Sometimes there's people that run it all white, and is that right? Probably not. But a lot of people don't even intend to do that sometimes, especially if you're looking down in South or in California, as I spoke with the Mexican culture. That what happens is you're you're helping your family out like the larger the family that's why like down south like there's a lot of people that have a lot of family again is it right no i don't know man that's like that's too hard to uh, uh break down but i just think to me this whole affirmative action is another buzzword another little hey let's panic let's yell at each other over something that we're never gonna fix and we're not gonna really look at the problem critically we're just gonna say the stupid points that we've heard over and over again for the last 20 30 40 like it's just the same shit it's like they keep repeating that's why people like me and you get so frustrated because it's like man i can't keep hearing the same argument like and nobody's coming up with a new idea no new strategy no solution you're just arguing like you're an idiot like well then go fight like like i don't know what to tell you like if i see two dudes that are just like chest to chest and they're just i'm like just fight already or go sit down and have a beer like stop with the drama little like puffing your chest out do what you got to do and that's what i feel like with these uh topics that's how i yeah, get as soon as i saw that the Supreme Court was revoking affirmative action, man. I literally thought of Roe v. Wade. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, it's the new, it's the new one. Like, it's the new thing. Like, I don't even care about it. I really don't. Like, I just think there's going to be a bunch of people mad on both sides, and that's all it's intended to do, man. It's all it's intended to do. There's, there's going to be no solution to it. Nobody's going to try to find a solution. They just want to argue. That's it. And they can't see that, like, and that's why they make these arguments where it's a little bit more difficult because it's not a white and black issue it's not a yes and no issue there is a lot more layers to it and people don't want to consider that they want it to be a you're either absolutely wrong or you're absolutely right and that's it and if you don't believe what i believe you're wrong and that's where we get to these pissing contests which if you ask me the whole point of that is to control us because now all these things are happening right under our noses um and for one thing now this didn't happen during i'm not insinuating that this that was a distraction for <laughs> what happened but a lot of this stuff doesn't get into the news and we all know why so way back in may in houston holds week-long nuclear training exercise led by the fbi and the military to learn how best to deal with a nuke dropped on a u.s city to me this is something that was not talked about at all. The FBI tells residents not to be alarmed by presence of military and hazmat suits. Drills will be carried out. Locations included Joint Military Base uh, Ellington Field. Analysts show about 130,000 people could be killed if Houston was attacked. And I think they said something about like 230 or 200 and some 77 or something uh, K people would be uh, injured. What is always, we just talked about drills when we're talking about this air quality. This is when we go back to everything's connected somehow, some way. When we see things like this, we know something's coming. And that doesn't mean it's coming here. Everybody, I think, needs to back up. And what is going on? Why are they going? It says it comes amid growing threats of North Korea and Russia. They thought that that's their excuse. Look at event 201, same thing. They were like, hey, man, we're, we got to get this coronavirus. And 
everything step by step happen how they wanted it to happen. They're doing a dry run for these things. And I believe, and I'll let you say what you believe, I believe this has to do with Ukraine. Maybe. Um, I do think that it could be a setup to drop an actual nuclear bomb in the United States, but it won't be from who they say it came from. And I think that maybe that's another possibility. Because if you look at the whole nuclear testing in Houston, it was showing how many people could be killed if Houston was attacked, 130,000 people. Uh, you know, they were telling the residents not to be alarmed by military and hazmat suits. So clearly they were telling the locals about this, but nobody else knew about it. You know, why wouldn't this have been in mainstream media? Just as like a, 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 a news piece. You think it would be. To me, it's like uh, just war games, right? It's just uh, a practice run. To me, I don't think it's that big a deal if it's not a big deal. So I'm thinking that it is a big deal. And you could be right. It could be tied into Zelensky, Russia. Uh, that could be something as well. And maybe that's where, hey, we dropped a nuke on ourselves and pulled another 9-11 where we're like, ah, Putin. Putin did it. Yeah, Putin did it. With the help of uh, uh, Trump, like that's all. Like they have to have these bad guys because even try to make uh, uh, DeSantis, which I don't like DeSantis either. And I'm starting to think more and more, and I think it's like even weirder now. Uh, you know, there was this whole theory that when Trump came into office, that it was the CIA versus the DIA, right? That's where like Trump was like representative of the DIA, and the the rest of like the Democrats and stuff were representative of the CIA. Now, there's no good or bad in that. I mean, there's no good in that. <laughs> there's a lot of bad and evil. Like, so people kind of have that misunderstanding. So now I'm thinking if there was the, if it was this DIA versus CIA did, and Trump was supposed to get a few things done that he did is, are they kind of mad at him? Like, and that's why they're pushing for DeSantis or I, which I think is DeSantis is the perfect candidate for Donald Trump to light up. He's going to call him a racist. He's going to call him Ku Klux Klan. He's going to say, hey, he hates the gays. He hates the gays and the blacks. Me, I love them. I love the gays. I'm I'm gay. Like, you know what I mean? like that's how, that's how I see it. He's going to play, and I think they're building up DeSantis to be this evil villain that Trump is just gonna boom boom. He's gonna knock him up. But I still think it's the DIA CIA thing, and it's just this mob war of these intelligent agents. And as far as this nuclear thing goes, they talk about you know this being Houston being a big target because of where it's located, the people around there. But remember, uh, I think it was last year, LA, I think either earlier this year, uh, California did it, and like last year sometime New York did it. They both played these um, uh, public service announcements about what to do with a nuclear blast. And California even had one even further down the line, like was like five, six years ago or even longer. They're trying to keep, again, all I know for sure, whether the Zelensky thing plays a part, I'm going to play a piece right now that I think ties into it, but it is trying to be in our psyche to, again, be scared of this nuclear war. They did it through the Cold War. That's how they controlled the population of the United States was with this threat of nuclear war that could happen at any minute, at any minute. And what do they tell us to do? Go under our desks. It's like wearing a mask, man. What was their solution for a nuclear bomb? Hey, just get under your desk and become a pile of ash. Like, right. Like I get it. There's nothing you can do, but like what you, they're training you just to like, Hey, just be submitted. Like not even try to run. Don't even try to get away for your life. And these things are meant to be stuck in our psyche, I believe.
Well, here's Zelensky, and this is like kind of my synopsis of it. Tonight, Ukraine is warning of a possible Russian terror plot. Ukrainian President Zelensky says that Russian forces at the occupied Zaporizhia nuclear power plant are planning to cause a radiation disaster. The Zaporizhia nuclear power station is the largest in Europe. It has been under Russian occupation since Russia invaded parts of Ukraine last year. The International Atomic Energy Agency tried to negotiate a safety perimeter around the site, but to no success. And the IAEA says that the risks to and from the nuclear plant have only risen with the start of the Ukrainian counteroffensive this month, one being a possible release of radiation as a weapon to stop any Ukrainian troop advance. Now, that may have nothing to do with it whatsoever, right? Like, I, I just found it kind of uh, interesting that, like, they're worried about their nuclear plants. And remember that whole damn situation where they blew it up? That's what happened. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, I totally agree with that. So even though I don't think it was a distraction, a lot of the story that got brushed under the rug was the TRT, Ukraine Recovery Project. Russia must pay for it. So everybody met together, banks, contractors, and everything, and they're already divvying up Ukraine and who's going to rebuild it. The World Bank says rebuilding Ukraine will cost more than $400 billion. In London, a thousand delegates from over 60 countries gathered to discuss how best to raise and invest the money. Private sector involvement is seen as crucial. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky joined by video link. His Prime Minister Denis Shmyal spoke in person. One of the key questions we are constantly facing is who will pay the hundreds of billions for the recovery. First and foremost, Russia must pay for what it has destroyed. It was a message repeated by many, including co-host UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. An estimated $300 billion worth of Russian assets have been frozen worldwide. It's clear Russia must pay for the destruction that they've inflicted. So we're working with allies to explore lawful routes to use Russian assets. And on Monday, we published new legislation to allow us to keep sanctions in place until Russia pays up. The EU will provide $55 billion for the next four years and promise the recovery process will lead to EU membership. Ukrainians tell us that when they imagine their future, they see Europe's flag flying over their cities. And I have no doubt that Ukraine will be part of our union. And that's what it's all about, man. It's about getting... Not just a military industrial complex to get planes and bombs and to reload and all that for America. It's about rebuilding a country and uh, forcing them to be uh, under our, our will, like what they want. Now we're strategically stuck right there by Russia and they want that. And it's just like Hallenberg. Hallenberg did the same thing in Iraq where they did the pipelines and they made money off of everything. And that's what happens with war. Not only does the military industrial complex, but the rest of the banks and the corporate world really profit off war. Yeah, exactly, man. And Zelensky's uh, just the puppet that's helping usher it in. I mean, he's just he was placed there to just be, you know, a parrot for whatever you know, the UN watch. Let's get into the fun news, though, right? Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, two titans in the world of technology who may now come face to face on a very different platform, a UFC fighting arena. Time! Time! 
It all began back in September 2016, when Mark Zuckerberg's $200 million internet.org satellite exploded in a pre-launch test-fire accident on one of Elon Musk's SpaceX rockets. Since then, the two business magnets have had an ongoing dispute, and this war of words now looks as though it might take on a physical element, a cage fight in Las Vegas. Elon Musk mused on his Twitter platform that he'd be up for a cage fight if Mark Zuckerberg was, and the response from the Facebook founder was to the point, send me location. Despite both Musk and Zuckerberg being novices in the world of combat sports, the Facebook founder not only takes part in jiu-jitsu tournaments, but wins them. Musk tweeted he almost never works out, but he has a move called the walrus, he said, where I lie on top of my opponents and do nothing. <laughs> Isn't that called the... Well, if you're going to do something like that, you need to do the Brock Lesnar, man, with the hammer fist. That's the one that was really dangerous, man. You got a big guy. But... If you measure them up, right, like obviously Musk is bigger. They said that he trained jujitsu like at some point. I'm sure they all train in some crazy. They're rich dudes. They're, they're But Zuckerberg has been winning tournaments, but you're talking about 6'2 versus like 5'7 or 5'8. I don't know, man. I just think it's going to be a lame fight, man. I don't really I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think it's just something to keep us entertained, right? Because then they're going to, if this does happen, I mean, celebrity boxing sucks. So like, how is this going to be good? And then they're going to like hype it up. Like, Bezos got to fight next. It's this billion battles. I don't really like it, man. I don't like this unless we're getting to punch them in the face. The only way I want to see it, if it's actual underground and they take their skin suits off, man, it's like straight up reptilian octagon battle where I get to see like the (laughs) real battle. They shapeshift it out, and then it's like a full-on, like, homeless reptilian beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, or they like rip off their their face mask, and we see those those like <laughs> slithering tongues. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> that would be cool. It should be a demasking, like a Rey Mysterio, <laughs> like whoever loses Take has to be demasked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's funny though like because uh even uh dana white uh he's uh hyping it up like if it's going to be something else May- maybe we should like ourselves it seems like uh what we have on this last uh, end of the uh what we've uh put together today looks like we got some maybe like this like i, I don't know if it would work but maybe one day we'll think about it like some conspiracy sports Brought to you by Kill the Mockingbirds. Because <laughs> we were talking about um, some weird oddities, and you were talking to me about this Reds uh, player that you say has... I'll let you tell. You know the story a little bit better than me about he has a twin brother. I'd like to... Because uh, I don't know it too well. I'd like to hear what you... <laughs> it's super interesting, and, and it's something to yeah, think about. so uh, Ellie De La Cruz is a Reds player. And he just got pulled up like a month ago. He was the number one prospect in the minors. And everybody's been waiting for him to get pulled up. And they finally pulled him up. And the dude's been going crazy, man. We're talking, I think his second game, he blasted like a 450-yard home run. He's the first Reds player to hit for a cycle in 35 years. I mean, the guy's 19, right? Uh, Well, 21 now. And the weird thing about it, was I was reading an article on ESPN and I started looking into some stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. So he's got a twin brother and he's from the Dominican Republic. And if you guys know anything about baseball, Dominican Republic, anything in South America, these guys are playing pro ball at like 12. Like they're, they're literally bred 
to play Out the gate. <laughs> baseball. And I mean that. Like I've watched documentaries mm-hmm. on these kids, like as soon as they're old enough to hold a ball, they start putting a ball in their hands. Like it's almost like uh concentration camps for baseball. It's really weird, man. It's crazy. But overseas, it's like that. And the reason why these parents put their kids in these camps is it's for, it's a way for them to get their kid out of there and their kid to make money and then get them over here to the States. It's part of what they're trying to do. But what you don't understand is there's a lot of communism that's involved and there's a lot of behind the scenes things that happen between countries over these players. Well, Ellie De La Cruz gets pulled up to the minors when he's 16. Now, his brother is five, eight and a half, five, nine. That's how tall his brother is. His, he, Ellie, is six, five. I've seen a picture of them together. Now, they are literal twins. They, they came out of the same womb within minutes. So when he gets drafted when he's 16, he's six foot tall. So he's a little bit taller than his brother. But within like a three-year span, by the time he hits 19, he jumps to 6'5". Now, I'm not saying people can't hit growth spurts at all. Like, it can happen. I've seen it happen before with guys. But it's really weird when you've got a twin and then you completely look different. If you see him next to his twin, man, they don't even barely look like. They do look alike in the face but they look completely different physically. So I started thinking, you got some of these players that seemingly kind of come out of nowhere, these LeBrons, these like genetic freaks. And you know how I think with this like genetic mutation, genetic splicing behind the scenes, Nephilim genetic splicing behind the scenes. You know, you take some of that blood, you mix it in with somebody that's human. What kind of traits will they have physically? We know the Nephilim were superior athletes. Like their dexterity was insane, super quick, super fast. We would think they would be super superheroes. Well, what if you take a little bit of that and mix it in with human blood now? What what kind of athlete do you create? And it's really odd. He gets over here, he goes from six foot to six five. His whole body changes when he gets here. And now he's moving into, and I said this before he came up to the majors he was going to end up being probably one of the premier top five players in the league. And it looks like that. Unless something crazy happens injury-wise, I'd say within the next two or three years, he's going to be MVP of the National League for sure, man. It's done deal. And when he came up, the Reds went on a tear. And they actually historically started out the season with one of the worst records ever. They are now leading the division. They won 12 games in a row when he got pulled up. Their whole team changed. And we know how things with sports can be odd and weird. You know, Vegas gets involved and we talk about occultic things. I just think it's odd. Here's this guy, kind of came out of nowhere, has a twin. Twin didn't get big, but he just instantly got big, especially when he came to the States. Nephilim bloodline hashtag save the gingers. <laughs> I will throw it in there, man. Because you know you could go to the killthemockingbirds.com and uh save it bring J- Saki Bomb back and that actually helps save the gingers. But let's uh change gears a little bit because uh you know the good old Biden was talking about climate change is the biggest threat to our democracy. But I always thought because they told me on the news that it was white supremacy, and I'm learning every day. 
that there's different ways to be a white supremacist. I mean, like, you can't do anything. Like, here's one good old, let's say hello to another TikToker. I don't know who their name is, and who cares what their name is? This commenter says, I'm perfectly fine with fat people. But WTF, do you mean Aryan, fat phobia, and racism are two completely separate things? But they're not. All bigotry in our culture is rooted in white supremacy. White supremacy sets an ideal, and any deviation from that ideal is discriminated against. Obviously, this goes for race, but it also includes the person's size. In our culture, skinny people are upheld as the ideal. There's also racism behind why skinniness is considered the ideal. Because as white women, we want to set ourselves apart from black women who stereotypically have curvier bodies. All bodies are beautiful. But white supremacy needs to hold up a singular ideal in order to maintain control. All bodies matter, Joel. Stop it. Just stop it. I saw you right now with your fat phobic face looking at... <laughs> <laughs> it's where I could say that. That's my word, man. You know we can say really that. Funny though, because they always say like stereotypically that like black women are curvier, dude. I've known so many skinny black women in my life that it's it's really it it's not really one thing. I know stereotypically in your head you think about like big booty or whatever, but man, in this day and age with HGMOs and everything, man, every race has big movies now it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like dude it's across the board man this isn't like some sort of like growing on trees <laughs> <laughs> and yeah you're right like and then like to me that's so stereotypical of someone to say that like there's plenty of different shapes of all kinds of cultures man like it's it's the stereotype that you're using and i saw this earlier somebody on twitter when they were talking about affirmative action they were like now black people aren't going to be able to do anything and you're like what like, they can't, they're not going to be able to succeed. What? Like, man, that's pretty racist of you. Are you, like, I'm not saying that there's not people that are denying them things. We know that, bro. There's racist people, and it it's died out a lot. Is there still some of that to this day? Sure. I've seen it, and I get it. But we can still succeed together. But when people say shit like that on the left, where they're like, yeah, well, then black people, they, can't, they don't even have IDs. You're like, bro, every black person I know has ID. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, they're like, like talking shit and talking down on they don't even realize it like half the time like that's why Malcolm X said it and like a lot of other like uh like black activists feel the same way or like a lot of people like you know they say African American I like the like people I know like more of the term like ADOS descendant uh, African descendants of slaves man that's more you know what I mean American descendants whatever you want to they're American bro like they're, they've been here black people have been here forever bro they're just as American as everybody else and then people don't realize that sometimes because we get into this war but the way that the left talks about them is if like there's some immigrant that's off the streets that doesn't know the language that doesn't have money and you're like bro literally their whole families generations generations yeah. bro they own the bakery they own the laundromat but they just talk down to them and they don't even well, realize and it. And if you really want to go deeper into history, man, we can talk about the Moors, man. And they might have been some of the first Americans, Oof. which is coming. We're coming Facts. for y'all. We oh, got an episode we're about with the Moors it. coming. Get ready. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's there's so much about history that's been covered up and hidden. And when you really break it down, it's not what you think. And yeah, slavery existed. But you know what? Slavery has existed in all cultures, man. Uh, matter of fact, 
the gingers, the Irish people, were some of the, the, the biggest that were in slavery of, of all time. So, and this is, they hate saying it. They always want to say indentured servants and turn it into something but else. But like, and I go, okay, take away America. Bro, literally they were in United Kingdom, in uh, Israel, I mean, Israel, <laughs> Ireland, you know, invading them and, and enslaving them in their home country. Like you could say like they're indentured servants if you want in America, fine. But what happened over there in the in Ireland and what happened in the United Kingdom, they were actual slaves just like anybody else. And when people deny it, I just think it's a slap in the face of history of like, if you want us to acknowledge history, then we should acknowledge all of it, not just the pieces that benefit your agenda. Absolutely, man. You couldn't have said better. Shots fired, and we got a couple other fired episodes that come up, and we don't expect, but trust me, like, yeah, man. If you think we talk shit, just wait, just wait. By the end of July, you're gonna be like, "Hmm, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) Oh yeah, end of July, man. We're gonna be canceled by the people that love us. (laughs) They have no idea what's coming by the end of July. (laughs) (laughs) I know, man. But then CNN follows up with an article, obviously not from that TikTok, but your teens want to get in shape this summer. What to say and when to worry. I'm just going to read you the first three sentences and it just cracked me up. I know most parents would be thrilled to see their kids taking the into uh, <laughs> initiative to get off the couch, step away from electronic devices and move more. But it's worth finding out why your child wants to exercise. Eating disorder experts warn that setting fitness goals could mean trouble for your kids. They talk about, so they want them tied into these devices, man. They want them inside. We talked about it earlier with the air. They want us stuck inside and they want us like in fear of what we could breathe because we'll die. That's pretty much the side. That's how we connected it all. It's all one side. Sign up on sign up on sign up on sign. The crazy thing about that article, do you know that they were saying that Fitbits were wrong? And I'm like, that's a piece of technology. Yeah. Like that get created. And I'm like, man, like, like I, I would hate to be Fitbit and be like, man, what? Like you're running my my money. But but it's crazy, man. I went through the article and it was basically saying that before your kid starts exercising, you need to take them to a health expert and find out why and then find out a regimen. They said that don't listen to fitness trainers because they'll lead your kid down the wrong path. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it's crazy. It's gone wild. And uh, the last clip, because I had to play this one uh, because it finally got canceled. I mean, I didn't think it would. I knew eventually it would, but um, this is dedicated to all, all my cisgenders. You know what I'm saying? All my cisgenders out there. You know what I'm saying? I want to give a huge shout out. You know what I'm saying? There's only two genders. And cisgenders is one of them. Some are fancy on the outside. Some are fancy on the inside. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so is mine. Boys are boys from the beginning. When you're born a boy baby, you grow up to be a bigger boy and then a man. Girls are girls right from the start. When you're born a girl baby, you grow up to be a bigger girl and then a woman. Everybody's fancy, everybody's fine. Your body's fancy and so is mine. Girls grow up to be the mommies. Boys grow up to be the daddies. 
Everybody's fancy, everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is mine. Might as well piss them off. Hey, I'm cranking that up. You know, I'm dropping the windows. I'm cranking it up. Man. I'm going straight. <laughs> I'll make the trap version, the uh, chopped and screwed. <laughs> Go to like a pride rally and just like blast it out. <laughs> hey, man, just listen to Mr. Rogers, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, and people are just offended all that. But like I said, I don't really care if you're offended. I mean, call me sis. I don't care, bro. When you say sis, it sounds like S-I-S. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, It sounds confusing anyway. They dropped that hard R, man. It's on. I'm punching somebody in the face. You say cisgender to me. Yeah, you better get that right. Oh, what, bro? But you can follow us on Instagram at Kill the Mockingbirds Podcast. Vantessa Music on Instagram. Sean Chris Music on Instagram. Go to killthemockingbirds.com. That is your place to get everything we have. Um, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas on music. And below to the link tree. Listen. <sighs> I've been thinking about this, Sean. And us talking about my people being in slavery made me really think about how much Jin Saki and I really need to get together, man. There might not be many of us left. There might be a point in time where there's none of us left. And I think she knows that. And I didn't even tell you this, man. We actually talked for five minutes the other day. It's getting there, man. It's getting there. She's really, really enjoying like what I'm saying right now. And, you know, I got her when she came off her MSNBC show. She was a little busy, but she did take a little time for me, man, in between. And I really want to encourage everyone that's listening right now, go to change.org. Bring back Saki Bomb. Please, let's get to 100. We're getting close. Let's get to 100 signatures. And that will help her see more about how I'm bringing an army with me of ginger nephilim supporters and i really appreciate it guys if you could help out with and you can find that on killthemockingbirds.com bring back sake bomb and you know how we do it here wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up Brat. Brat. bird killers yeah King Mega rack up the fine candy. Nick across they throat. Mmm, Marcus Candy. Body never seen again. Jamba name Ramsey. End they life before it starts. Hand them a plan B. Haters sleeping on me. Brutus Beefcake. Hardy's whack flow. Where the fuck is my rebate? Plenty of dope in the briefcase. Jewish lawyer on retainer. It was a briefcase. <laughs> I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, I'm just saying. Drunk on a Suzuki, shooting out stars. Turn Griselda to Selena, you'll land this out the bar. Swimming in the ocean, surrounded by sharks. Nothing but Donnie Brasco's, we call them Nars. Nah, they call them fourth and inches and straight punting. Stone cold, no competition, we stay stunning. Blunted on a podcast, Joe Budden. Animatronic clone rappers, Teddy Ruxpin. Another horror story back from the days of glory. Take big shots, Mr. Clutch, Robert Ori, Fruitcake Mafia, Pump 
the diddler. Sinister literature. Watch it mimic the minister. Rowley rituals. 360 deals, no residuals. Black magic, dark art situals. Condition critical. Human sacrifices. Candlelight visuals. Shields fly when we cock back. Detroit drive on the jet black scat pack. Back, back. Y'all ain't gangsta, but your baby's kids. When our west side guns pop off, no need for At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.